Hey my loves and welcome back to another episode of the Blossom Dragon Feed Podcast. I'm your host Shaughnessy and today we're going to be discussing the movie Flavors of Youth. Now this movie came out I think back in 2018. First time I saw it was last year and I actually ended up seeing seeing it again a couple of days ago. And I just want to tell you guys how I feel about it. So yeah, this is my anime review for Flavors of Youth. And let's go ahead and get started. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Welcome back, you guys. Um, I hope you guys like my new little intro there. If you notice, you know... Um, It is new, and I like it, and I hope you guys like it. I just wanted to do, you know, a little sound, sound different, change it up a little bit, since I am doing these anime reviews now. But lately, I've been consuming a lot of fucking anime. Um, Me and and Anthony currently just finished Erased, and we're also about to finish um wise men's grandchild we also have oh fuck it was what's the fucking name of it oh yeah blade of the um, blade of the immortal and we still have to finish dororo doro or however you say it so yeah there's a lot of anime that i'm consuming at the moment probably too much at one time but you know i'm gonna get through it i'm a big girl (laughs) My favorite one that I'm currently watching at the moment is called Corpse Princess, um, Shikabani Hiname. Oh my god, it's so good. There's two seasons of it. I'm on season one still, but I love it so much. I'm about to start reading the manga to go along with it. And I I decided that I'm going to try to read the manga along with what an- whatever anime I'm watching and I like doing it that way I know there's people that like to read it first and then watch the anime or watch the anime then read it but I don't know so far this is working good for me so I'm enjoying it but as soon as I finish um Shikabane Hineme be sure to look out for an anime review for that because I think that's probably going to be one of my favorite animes of all time. I really like it. And because the um, it's a female lead and, you know, I love animes where the main character is a female. So, yeah, it's, it's really good. You guys should check it out if you're looking for an anime with a nice um, female lead, but also with a lot of action and killing (laughs) and of course demon slaying (laughs) but anyways let's go ahead and get into this anime review um flavors of youth now like i told you guys in the beginning i first saw this movie last year and then i end up seeing it again a couple days ago and as I was sitting there watching it again and, you know, picking up on all the stuff that 
I probably missed out on because I probably wasn't fully paying attention to it the first time. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and give this do an anime re- review on the podcast because um, I don't really watch too much anime movies, but I really want to start. And that was the first anime movie that I've seen in a while. And so I just want to give my two cents on it and you know tell you guys how I felt about the movie first I want to say that when I um first saw the movie on Netflix I thought it was going to be about like food and like the Japanese um food culture and stuff because it's called flavor of youth but uh I was wrong well okay let me let me tell you guys the movie it talks it's about three separate stories about these three different people that live in China. Um, the first story is about this young man, and he's talking about um, these rice noodles that him and his grandmother would eat when he was younger. His grandmother would make these rice noodles for him, and you know, that was one of his favorite parts of the day. Was getting ready to sit, you know, was getting. I cannot fucking talk right now. Fuck. His favorite part of the day was being able to sit down with his grandma and eat these this bowl of rice noodles with her, you know? He would talk about how flavorful everything was, even the noodles and um just the the soup itself, how flavorful it was and if you've seen anime, you know how fucking good the food looks in the anime. Like, I don't know what fucking type of <laughs> black magic they use. But every time I see somebody eating on anime, I instantly get hungry. And I'm like, fuck, I want a bowl of ramen right now. But anyways, <laughs> this guy, his story is basically about him growing up up with you know his love of this dish um but he talks about how you know as he gets older and his grandma can't make the dish for him anymore you know he goes and he gets it from another place and he talks about how it's different you know the times are changing and how the restaurants they have these machines that make the noodles instead and cuts the ingredients. And he talks about, you know, how I, you could tell that the ingredients were made by a machine because they're chopped up so perfectly and it's everything's so uniform. And he talks about how China's, you know, they're going towards convenience with their food now. And they don't really put in the, like, I guess, quote unquote, elbow grease that you know folks will put in back in the day now they have these machines that just make um you know your meal for you and to him it's not the same you know it doesn't have the tender love and care as it would if someone you loved or like your grandma actually made the dish for you and you know put in all that hard work and love into the dish that makes it better instead of eating a dish that was made hella fast by a machine you know 
I can definitely recall some situations in life that, you know, now that I'm an adult, I was just like, wow, so much more different than from when I was a kid. Or I remember it differently than I was a kid. And, ooh, I'm sorry. I think we could all relate to that story of, you know, how when we're a kid, it seems like the things that we love. They're just so amazing, you know, they're like treasures. And as we get older, it's like, I don't know. I don't know if it's because we're getting older and we trick ourselves to believe that that stuff isn't magical anymore because, you know, we're not little kids. And so it's not the same or I don't know if the stuff actually truly changed. I know one example that I'm thinking of right now is like, remember, at least my generation, when we were kids and we wanted to watch cartoons, we had to watch it, you know, Saturday mornings. We had to freaking wake up on time, <laughs> make our cereal or get our breakfast prepared in time, you know, because we didn't want to miss anything I remember me and my brother sitting there in front of the tv just so excited to see you know like what what I'm trying to think you know like all the different cartoons we used to watch as a little kid and we look at the kids now they have all these different streaming services and streaming apps to where you know they could just get that shit on demand like that and it kind of takes, how can I say? It's like being able to get things like on demand like that. It kind of takes the the magicalness of like, yeah, we're going to watch this show and I'm going to freaking have to pay attention to everything, you know, because I can't rewind. Or at least back then you couldn't like rewind or stop or pause. Like you just had to sit there and watch it. And if you missed out, you just missed out. Oh, these kids, they have all the episodes on demand. They don't even have to fucking wait for like, you know, the next episode to come out. They could just watch it all, like all the seasons in a day. <laughs> and that's how I related this story, the first story to my life. And that's why I liked it. It was also narrated really, really, really good. When I was um, watching other people review it online like on YouTube or whatever a lot of people were saying that the narration annoyed them a little bit but to me it drew me in and made me you know reminisce about the things that I missed and I loved as a kid so I liked it you know I liked the first story a lot the first story is probably my favorite and like I told you before the fucking food the fucking rice noodles, that shit looks so bomb. Also in the first story, right before it ends, the the guy, the main character, he gets a phone call from his dad, something along the terms that his grandmother is sick and he needs to come, like, right now. So, of course, the guy, he, you know, he gets on an airplane and he flies out to, I believe it's Hong Kong. He flies out to Hong Kong and he goes and visits his dad and his grandmother. And his grandmother is, in fact, very sick. Like, when he goes and he sees her, she's in the bed 
and she's sick and she tells them, you know, I'm sorry that I can't make you one more bowl of those rice noodles that you used to love as a kid. And, you know, I start tearing up a little bit. <laughs> it was, it definitely tugged, that moment tugged at my heartstrings. And he was like, you know what? How about I make the bowl of rice noodles for us? And the scene ends with him and his grandma enjoying one last bowl of rice noodles. And, you know, what I took from that was just like, love the people that you love while they're here you know enjoy the things that you like to enjoy together do it often because tomorrow isn't promised so yeah that was the first story of the three (laughs) that are in this movie flavors of youth so after that little story ends we go on to the next story And the next story, the main character, is a young woman. She's a beautiful young woman. She's a model, actually. And she's dealing with realizing that she can't always be the top, the main bitch, basically, in the model world. Um, For the past few years, she's always been, you know, the it girl, the main girl. And as she's getting older, she's realizing that her beauty cannot carry her for her entire career. And basically, she's, you know, having one of those moments in life where you're just like, what the fuck am I doing? And she's basically worried about her future. She says that she doesn't really have any talents and modeling is really all she has is really all she knows And she sees, you know, the up and coming generation of models. They're new and they're prettier and skinnier and younger. And, you know, that would scare, I think, any model, especially if you're like one of the top models like she is, you know. Now, apart from being like a top model, this chick also raises her younger sister um when they were younger both of their parents passed away I they didn't say they didn't say what happened in the movie but you know we just know that they both passed away and the girl the model she ended up um taking her little sister in when she got a little older and you know she's been raising her and her little sister Ever since she was young, she always wanted to be a fashion model. And since, you know, her sister was this tall supermodel, she would dress her in these clothes like she was her real-life human doll, you know what I mean? And luckily, because her sister ended up taking her in, she was able to go to fashion school. So, yeah, on top of being a supermodel she's also dealing with raising her younger sister and also dealing with the fact that you know neither one of their parents are around anymore and that could be a lot to deal with because she does live this life which is super demanding I mean being a supermodel she's all she's always having to go places and be somewhere um her 
little sister realizes this and her little sister kinds to start she kind of starts to feel a little neglected you know her big sister isn't spending as much time as she would hope she would spend with her and one day it's her big sister's birthday and she spends all this time you know making a cake for her and she you know, takes a picture of the cake. She sends it to her sister. She's like, happy birthday. I made you this big cake. She doesn't get a reply. Um, turns out that her sister is actually at a party that like her co-workers and all the model agents, <clears throat> I'm sorry, threw for her. So, you know, instead of being there and spending that quality time with her little sister, she's where she's always at, which is work basically and you know her sister starts to feel neglected the main character in this story then goes in and talks about how the modeling world is very toxic how you know the standard of beauty is toxic people don't know the things that she goes through to stay beautiful and to stay relevant and how can it how it can affect your mental health and how it can affect the way you see yourself. So, you know, she's going down this spiral of feeling like she's going to get replaced by, you know, this newer generation of models. And then also feeling pressure to still be relevant. And so one day she goes into this, um, I believe... It's a casting call or a fashion show. I believe it's a fashion show. And this girl, she barely eats because she's like, I have to get my figure in check for fashion week. So she's basically weak as fuck. She hasn't ate anything. And she's there at a fashion show. You know, that's <laughs> that's not good. Like... There's a lot of things that go into being a model. And I feel like if you're not eating, if you don't have that fuel, like, of course, you're going to fucking pass out on stage. And guess what? That's what the fuck she ends up doing. She gets there as soon as she walks on stage. As soon as she takes her step, she blacks out. (laughs) After all this happened, she realizes that the happiest she's ever been in her life were the times... Her and her sister were little girls and they would play dress up together. And so she decides to switch up her career just a little bit. So she now she now models for her sister's clothing line. And so she gets to do what she loves. And she also gets to spend more time with her little sister because they basically work together now. And what I got from that story Kind of what the same thing I got from the first story is to spend time with the people you love because those are going to be your happiest moments in life. And then we get into our third and final story. And this story is about young love, basically. It's about this t- these two teenagers, a boy and a girl. And when they were younger, they would record tapes for each other um i remember having crushes as a little kid but i never 
would record tapes with them. Like, we would exchange love notes. I guess that's kind of the same thing. But I guess in Japan, instead of exchanging love notes, you exchange tapes, which is pretty cool. <laughs> okay, before I go any further, I just have to say it because if you've seen the movie, especially if you've seen the English dub version, it's pretty obvious. But what the fuck was going on with the voice actor for that character? Like, the voice did not match the character at all. It was just so wrong. <laughs> it felt so odd. I'm sorry. But it it did. And I'm here to give a review. And that's that's how I feel. But it felt so wrong. The character that was... The actor that was voicing for the um the guy in the third story. Oh my god. <laughs> it was just so weird. <laughs> okay. But anyway, him and his little boo thing, they would record tapes for each other like almost every day or every other day and then they would exchange it at school and listen and then after they got done listening they would record another one well anyways one day his crush he tell she tells him that she wants to try to get in to this high school and this high school is basically for really gifted really smart students and to his surprise, he was like, well, I didn't know you wanted to go to a school for smart kids. <laughs> and he's like, you know what, if you go and I'm gonna go too. And so for over the next like six months or so, this guy is basically studying his ass off so he could get into this school and he could be with his crush in high school. Now, what this guy didn't know and what her friends didn't know, nobody knew actually. Um, this girl was getting beat by her dad behind closed doors, and her parents were actually the ones making her attend this school for smart kids. So um, she ends up not passing the test, the test that um, gets you into the school, she ends up failing it. And because of that, her dad beats her really bad, and she ends up having to go to the hospital. However, her crush, the guy that started studying so he could also get into the same school with her, you know, her boo thing that she would record tapes with, he ended up getting in, and he was waiting for her to come up to school the next day and, you know, tell him that she got in too and they were going to celebrate and be happy and all excited. But she never end up, ended up showing up because, you know, she was in the hospital from getting her ass beat by her fucking father. Anyway, a few years pass and this couple ends up being reunited for a little while um, I forget how they reunited, but, um, they met up, all of them, the same group of friends that they used to hang out with in middle school, they all, um, hung out, and they're, like, high schoolers now, like, juniors and seniors, 
And he says that it feels different because now that they go to two different schools, it kind of feels like that they live in two different worlds now. And it doesn't feel the same as it used to feel when they were younger. And, you know, this is the reoccurring theme in this movie about how when you get older, the feelings or the experiences that you had as a child, somehow they feel different or less magical. Or like I was saying, because we get older, we probably trick ourselves into thinking that we can't enjoy those times like we used to because we're old and we have to, you know, live this adult life. But so... After they met, she asked him, you know, I recorded you a tape and I never knew if you listened to the last tape I recorded you. And he lies and says yes, but he really hasn't. He just wanted her to think he did. And, you know, they left it off at that. And then she kind of just walks off and they say their goodbyes. And so after she mentions that to him, he goes and he finds the last tape and he ends up finding a tape recorder and he plays it and you know when he's listening to her talk it brings him back to the good old days of when they were younger and he's like what am I doing like why didn't I say anything to her like you know what I mean like damn I missed out on something good anyway a couple more years pass and I think he's like an owner of a hotel, motel, something like that. And a lady comes in and she's like, hi, I would like to make a reservation. And the way they show her coming in and the way he looks at her, like his face lights up. I think it's the same girl that he used to record those tapes with. And that's how that story ends. And so, yeah, flavors of youth, you know reminiscing about the good times in your youth and then being able to reconnect with that in your adult life. It's a pretty good movie. It's very chill, very calming, like the um, the art of it and the lighting. It's just very, very beautiful, very peaceful, very chill. I liked it. I would give it if I was to rate it out of five stars, I'd probably give it three stars. Yeah. <laughs> I give Flavors of Youth three out of five stars. And I think that is pretty damn good. So, yeah, you guys, that is all that wraps up my review for flavors of love and I accidentally said flavors of love <laughs> like what the fuck this is not 2009 <laughs> I meant flavors of youth you guys flavors of youth not flavors of love my bad okay let's continue please 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 leave me a five-star review on apple Podcasts, please Leaving me a review on Apple Podcasts help other people discover the podcast and, you know, help the podcast get more listeners. 
So again, thank you so much. Um, if you want to reach me on social media, you could follow me on Instagram at Blossom Dragon Feed, and you could follow me on Twitter as well at Blossom Dragon Feed. Uh, stay tuned next week for a brand new episode, and that's all, you guys. That's it. I'll see you guys later. Mwah. Peace.